This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Hello, podcast universe, intergalactic politicos alike. Welcome back to Beltway Banthas, a Star Wars podcast live from the hive of scum and villainy, Washington, D.C. The Swamp, as they call it. Uh, I am your host, Stephen Kent, and what you're listening to today is another installment of our Beltway interview series, where I talk with someone who works in or around politics about their fandom, their love of Star Wars, something that we can all relate to. This conversation is a landmark for Beltway Banthas, and I'm so excited about it because it is our first chat, get this, with a sitting member of Congress. I went to the Hill uh, last week to meet with U.S. Congressman Derek Kilmer, Democrat of the 6th District of Washington. Congressman Kilmer and Jason from his staff were really, really awesome and welcoming to a visit from the podcast, and I am just immensely grateful for the time that they took to talk to me. Um, it was a real treat, and it's obviously a real privilege to uh, to be able to take this show um, to the halls of, uh, of Congress, and, and that is not lost on me in the slightest. Now, Derek Kilmer entered politics around 2004. Uh, he started in the Washington State Legislature and then made his way to the U.S. Congress in 2013. And his time in this business of public service does not appear to have taken away one ounce of his approachability. We do talk about it a bit in this episode, um, but his office in D.C. was just so cool. It was it was decked out with all sorts of Star Wars art, throw pillows, collectibles, and toys. And we have a few pictures up on our Instagram uh, of that interaction and of that time there that you can find on at Beltway Bantha's podcast if you want to take a look and kind of get a uh, get a little peek of Derek Kilmer's um, wonderful decoration in his office. I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, as usual, I do really appreciate your feedback on the show. So any email, tweet, or review does mean a whole lot. Um, it helps us kind of know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And do let me know what you would like to see talked about on the show or who we should talk to. Uh, we recognize that you are all over the world. Our listeners um, are here and there, everywhere. And if you have access or know of a Star Wars politician or a, a person in media who's a huge Star Wars fan in your area, do connect me because I don't just look in the beltway for guests. I am also looking for folks who just work in politics more broadly around the country. So uh, get me connected with those people if you know of any. So, yeah, and if you also happen to know anybody who really digs Star Wars and digs politics and maybe could like an intersection of both, make a recommendation of our show. The more we grow, uh, it really just becomes more easy for us to produce this show on a weekly basis. And we don't have a huge or really any advertising budget for this show. So all that uh, that word of mouth uh, really makes a huge difference for us. So with that, I'm going to get out of the way. I shall stand aside so you can get to my conversation with U.S. Congressman Derek Kilmer of Washington State. Enjoy. 
All right. Hey there, and thanks for staying with us. Uh, I am most pleased to introduce for the first time to the show U.S. Congressman Derek Kilmer, who represents the 6th District of Washington. Derek, thanks for joining us yeah, today. You bet. Great to be with you. Absolutely. Well, Congressman, when I was doing research for whether or not this show would uh, take off or have any legs at all, I was looking around online, and when I was searching for, like, who are the Jedi in the D.C. area and who are the people who are pretty serious about Star Wars, you were the first person to come up, so congratulations. I, I guess thank you. Uh, <laughs> How outward are you out? Uh, are you about your fandom and, and Star Wars? I mean, it's all over your office. Yeah, so, so we're doing this it. in my office, and I think um, it's one of the things that uh, when constituents come to visit, they notice the, you know, my new um, Empire... Uh, pillow on my couch and we've got a cool piece of tribal art with uh darth vader and you know i've got star wars pez dispensers all over the office and things like that so people generally glue into it pretty fast yeah um you know it was such like a central part of my childhood growing up and and um now it's part of my daughter's uh childhood so we're pretty open about it and it's now living on into your political career i mean how cool is that yeah no it it, it is um uh, and, and, you know, even just little moments uh, happen in politics where you get these uh, um, sort of recollections of the of the movies. And um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story if you're interested. So um, Please. this just happened, actually. My wife and I went to the White House holiday party. And uh, um, as part of it, you get to take your photo with the president and the first lady. Uh-huh. And my wife said to the first lady... Well, wow, we're we're really going to miss you guys. And Michelle Obama said to my wife, "We know." Aww. And I said to my wife, "You just got Han Soloed by Michelle Obama." I was like, "You did. I love you." And she did. I know. And I was like, "That is awesome." You got Empire Strikes Back. You know, so <laughs> that the force is with you, man. Yeah. That is very very cool. Well, you mentioned constituents, and I, I do want to hear some of your like favorite this, favorite that, and fandom. But since you mentioned constituents and coming to the office, I'm curious, how does you know putting out Star Wars throw pillows on your couches and whatnot? Um, how do people react to that? And, and do people engage with it positively? Or are they kind of like taken aback? Are they like? Hey, this guy's one of us. You know, he's not he's not some DC guy. Is it something that you use to connect in a way? Uh, you know, it's it's always a great conversation starter with um with constituents. And I think by and large people, you know, one you very quickly get an appreciation for folks who are also fans because, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have some people come in and they'll say, you know, oh, so which you know, which movie is your favorite or mm-hmm. that type of thing and like you can very quickly connect on that. I think by and large um you know, listen, I mean, I think one of the interesting things about Congress is, you know, we are just regular citizens. And Mm -hmm. um, I think some people appreciate that, like, oh, right, he's a movie guy or a Star Wars guy, just like, you know, other normal people. Well, I was looking up uh, your district on the map, and I did not realize you are the outer rim of outer rim territories. That is really out there. Exactly. Washington, uh, the 6th District, is out there on the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. So you you come a long way to get here. I represent the northwesternmost point of the continental United States. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing... You know, can you see Russia from your house? No, but you know, if you come out to the Olympic National Park, parts of it do look like the forest moon of Endor. So that is cool. That is cool. It was it was Twilight that was filmed in in, in Forks in Washington. Yeah. 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 So I, I get I got a picture now. It's dark and it's lots of trees. We um, in Washington uh, we don't tan. We rust. Um, we get a lot of rain, um, but it means we have like just amazing, lush, beautiful forests, and uh, it's an awesome place to visit. We have a really active tourism. Industry and actually uh, uh, a really active um, 
uh, timber industry and um, we also have some great tourism spots mm-hmm. I should tell you um, and you should come visit uh, there's a town in my district called Aberdeen um, which is where Ner- well, which is where Kurt Cobain was from um, okay that's it but it should be a destination for every Star Wars fan uh-huh. because there's a shop there called Suture and Sons Star Wars Shop and it's this really nice guy who sells primarily secondhand Star Wars merchandise and it's amazing it's like the it's like like uh it's it's a Star Wars fan's paradise and he's got so much stuff you can barely move in the store it's got to be a violation of the fire code um but every time I go through almost every time I go through there I stop and I get something for my kiddos and he's got just like totally some stuff that's like easy to find and then some kind of kitschy stuff my favorite thing that he has and you'll appreciate this as a Star Wars fan he has a box and I like it's a Kenner box um with the with the action figures but it's just of a skeleton and it says on the box that it's the charred remains of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru and I've I was seen, like, I've seen those toys. I didn't know if they were real. I think they've got to not be real, but seen, I love yeah, that that I've seen pictures of them, and yeah. I go, surely that's like Photoshop to be a thing, because it's yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, that is the awesome. action figure that I want. Yeah. Um, Suture and Sons Star Wars Shop in Aberdeen. You can get it. it sounds it's like, like 30 <laughs> bucks, though, and I'm like, I'm not going to pay 30 bucks for the charred remains of Aunt Peru. One, one day you will. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going to cave. You go there for your kids, and you go there for yourself. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, but with uh, with Star Wars, you know, where did it begin for you? Um, I have a hunch it's 1977. Yes. Uh, and what now is your favorite movie now that we have, what, seven plus a spinoff yeah. on our belts? Um, so my literally my first movie going experience that I remember was going to see the original Star Wars. And um, I think it had been in the theaters long enough that I was four at the time. And my dad... Um, there's a town about an hour away from where I grew up called Port Townsend, and it was still showing in Port Townsend. He said, "I want to see it one more time," and so we drove to Port, like an hour away, and we went and saw it in Port Townsend. And I remember just like being mesmerized by it. And my big brothers and I, like from then on, but you know, anytime we got our allowance, we bought Star Wars action figures mm-hmm. and. Um, thankfully, my mom didn't throw them out, so we like I was able to pass them on to my kids, and now my my ten year old Sophie has just like this amazing Star Wars setup in her uh, in her bedroom, and she's got all the stuff that I had as a kid, plus all the all the new stuff. Um, uh, I in terms of my favorite, I think Empire Strikes Back has got to be my okay. favorite of the Star Wars movies, and uh, you know, I mean, for all sorts of reasons. Like one, the introduction of the greatest Star Wars character, Boba Fett, okay. um, who has so many weapons, and it's just amazing. I want a jetpack, <laughs> and I want like cool things on my forearms. But um, uh, uh, you know, and I like that it's kind of dark, and then it ends sort of you know on a downer note. Um, uh, you know, this has been a constant debate in our family. Um, like, I go five, four, six, probably Rogue One. Okay. And then seven, and then three, two, one. Five, four, six, Rogue One. So I imagine Rogue One connects with you on that darkness level. I thought it was amazing. It's yeah. The same kind of tones and hits that Empire Strikes Back has. I, I loved it. I, I, I really did love it. We did a movie night. Um, <clears throat> 
like that's one of the things that we've been able to do is like we rent out a movie theater and yeah. then just inv- invite a bunch of people to come watch the uh, Star Wars movies. So we did it with Rogue One and we did it with Force Awakens. Uh-huh. And there's something cool about like I just you know I love the experience of going to the movies. Period. I once heard a director when I was in grad school. Um, uh, I I I lived right next door to like the greatest. Uh, movie house in in England it was a little um, place called the Phoenix Picture Palace and they would invite directors to come and present their films and uh, they invited I think it was Bernardo Bertolucci to come and present one of his films and when he did it he said uh, that he's someone asked him like why do you like what why did you get into the movies and he said um, going to the cinema is the one moment in our lives where we get to dream collectively the lights go down and we all share the same dream and sometimes it's a dream that makes us laugh and sometimes it's a dream that makes us cry or be afraid or whatever but it's time to like sort of share a moment with others mm-hmm. and like I love that and I love that about going to the movies in general and I particularly love that when it's going to see a Star Wars movie Speaking of moments, uh, what is your favorite moment possibly in a Star Wars movie? One that stands out to you is one that always gets you every time. Well, so um, I think the thing that uh, was most memorable to me, you know, bearing in mind, like I was a kid when most when the original trilogy came out. Um, Luke, I am your father. Like I was for weeks. I was like, holy cow, Darth Vader is Luke's father, and. Um, I still remember watching it. See, my wife, my kids are now 10 and 7. And my wife was a little reticent to see me introduce our kids to uh, to the Star Wars movies, thinking that they were like too scary or something like that. So I did what any good um, father would do. Um, I waited till my wife went to a conference and uh, I showed... <laughs> I showed my daughters the Star Wars movies. I think they were like oh, 6 and 3 or something uh-huh. like that when, yeah. uh, when I did it. And... I still remember little six-year-old Sophie Kilmer going like, holy cow, Darth Vader is Luke's father. And apologies to any of your listeners who... Spoiler. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so I think that that's that's got to be a favorite. Um, pretty much anything involving Boba Fett, I think, is just awesome. Um, you know, I just... I, I love all of it. I mean, even just the... the you know... The... You know, the Shoot, you know, the beginning of all of them where, you know, Lucasfilm and then yeah. a long time ago, you know, just that green like, font. Man, yeah, I just, just I love all of it. Right. So um, how did you feel in Rogue One with uh, no crawl in the beginning? Did I, that feel appropriate to you? Or well, did I, you, did I, it, I certainly noticed it. it was somewhat jarring. I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is a Star Wars movie. It's supposed to start with that. Yeah. And then it, it was a little bit jarring. But I... I I think they are intentionally trying to make these sort of spin-offs be something separate from the kind of quote unquote saga. Um, you know, the other great moment and and uh, I, I liked Force Awakens, but I got goosebumps when at the end we get to see Luke Skywalker, right? Like I was like, okay, I've got goosebumps. This yeah. is amazing. That was a great moment. How but about you? What's your favorite? My favorite at this point is Return of the Jedi. Your I, favorite movie is yes. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I love Return of the Jedi. I am a I'm a real sucker for the last 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. You know, there there are moments that drag and that aren't quite as good as other parts of Star Wars, but I the redemption 
Yeah. And uh, the Emperor's Throne Room is peak Star Wars for me. So I always go back to that. And I also, just from an aesthetic level, I just love green versus red. Yeah. As opposed to blue versus red, which is like the majority of Star Wars. And I just love the aesthetic. It just always gets me in a way that other ones don't. Interesting. Yeah. See, I, I liked Return of the Jedi. I will tell you that even as a child, I remember I, I remember watching it with my brothers at the movie theater in Port Ange- in, at, at Lincoln Theater in Port Angeles. And at the end, like even as a child, saying, I feel like the Ewoks were pandering to children, right? Sure. Like I felt like it was a little bit too much, uh, you know, fuzzy teddy bears and things like that. You go from um, Empire Strikes Back with a wampa with blood all over yeah. his mouth and then, you know, that hard pivot to, oh, now it's a kid's movie. Yeah. It was always a kid's movie, but before it was kids, you kind of got to meet us halfway. Yeah. And it was then the kind of the back the other way, yeah. which kind of brings me to the prequels yeah. and raising children. And I, I want to ask you about, you know, how did you do exposure to your kids when, you, when yeah. your wife went away to that conference? And what is your reasoning behind it? Uh, prequels first, originals first. I showed them in the order I saw them. So okay. I went four, five, six, one, two, three. Um, and I, my, my rash, and it's funny. So some of my buddies, as they've had kids, like we've had this debate. And yeah. I think all of my friends have done it the way I've done it four, five, six, one, two, three. Maybe it's a, genera- a generational thing. It's, I want my kids to see it in the same order that I saw it. Mm-hmm. I also think the, the punch of, Luke, I am your father is substantially more meaningful if you don't know that from the, from, you know, if you do one, two, three, four, five, six, it's like, well, no, duh, right? Like, of course, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Like, we already saw it. Um, so, uh, and, and my, and, uh, I think my kids appreciated that, it, it that way. I also think the original trilogy is just better movies. And I was kind of worried that if I'd started with one, my kids would have been like, meh. Yeah, they wouldn't feel it quite like you did. Yeah, yeah I, I always get, uh, I'm always all over the place on how I feel about it because it's, you know, there's they've offered us six movies of great narrative and storytelling, but we kind of always go back to wanting to have our kids experience it the same way we did. And yeah. I'm always trying to check whether or not I'm doing it for the right reasons. But at the end of the day, I showed her four, five, and six first, yeah. uh, my daughter, and she liked that uh, plenty. And now she's watched the prequels and her favorite is two. Um, Her favorites is, too. Yeah, which is really that is for me the hardest movie to watch. Yeah, um, I, I will enjoy it because I I'm a huge fan, but it's it's hard to watch sometimes. And that is now why is favorite. that a favorite? Just out of curiosity, I think I think just visual stimulus. You know, it's a fast it's a fast paced movie. That's yeah. a problem with it. Honestly, is that it's so fast paced. Yeah, there's uh, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's it's there's very it's colorful. There's you know, there's lots of fights. Uh, and she likes Padme a whole lot, which yeah. um, I think she will uh, she'll grow out of that and go back to a tough girl lay at some point. Did you see the article recently about um, uh, tying the um, whole uh, Padme pregnancy storyline to the lack of women's pr- reproductive health care uh, <laughs> under <laughs> under the Star Wars movies yeah that was that was a meaty read it went way longer than I thought it would I got through about four paragraphs and I was like okay they're probably like concluding this oh wait no yeah. there's this five is really long more. yeah they, no, I they, had the same they reaction really they really committed to that a whole lot <laughs> uh, and I, I had an opinion about it at some point and I've forgotten what it is but that is what I love about Star Wars. Like, he they have amazing that. technology, but they didn't know she was having twins, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, and Obi-Wan's reaction, you know, like, oh my, yeah. two babies? <laughs> what do we do? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I know, yeah, and then they they lose her. Um, but you know, the narr- I think the narrative does explain itself enough. Uh, but we'll never be satisfied as fans because Padme was cool and she didn't she, she didn't cool. deserve to, she didn't to go out it. like that. I'm gonna ask you one more thing. So uh, the way I discovered you was through the BuzzFeed article about your Force Awakens screenings. Yeah. So I, I'm really curious about, you know, how did you get these ideas together where I think initially you were doing trivia contests yeah. in your home district? Yeah, no, we did it here. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I've always been a big movie trivia guy going back to when I was in grad school. We did, you know, trivia contests and things like that. Um, and I, I kind of made a decision when I got here, you know, like, I, unlike... Unlike some members who have to spend a you know inordinate amount of time fundraising, thankfully that's not my reality. Yeah. Um, but you know it's part it's part you know you get to do the job and then there's having to try to keep the job is um, is part of this. So we do events to try to raise money for the campaign, and um, I kind of made a decision that I didn't want to have any events that I wouldn't actually want to go to. You know, there's yeah. too, too many of the events back here are, you know, eating stale bagels at, you know, some nondescript conference room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, life is too short. Yeah, you're offering I, people something of value at yours. So I would rather do something that's fun. And, you know, and uh, and thankfully there's enough people who share our appreciation for these movies that generally we had a really good turnout and people seem to really enjoy it. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I want to be respectful of your time. Excuse me. I know there's a lot going on on the hill right now. Um, last question, and then we'll close out, is what are you excited about in Star Wars? I mean, we're going to get a Star Wars movie every year. Yes. Uh, what I'm is, excited what about is that. coming that you are just, uh, that you're amped about? And, and maybe if you have any reservations, throw that in. Okay, so I am excited about the Han Solo standalone movie. Okay. I think that's, I think that's going to be great. Um, Co-starring Woody Harrelson, apparently. See, I just heard that. I, it's hard for me to picture that, um, but... Uh, I I think it's going to be good, um, and should probably be like just from a tone standpoint, probably as funny a Star Wars movie as we're going to get. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm excited to see where they go with you know now we have seven. I'm interested to see where things go with eight and nine. Um, uh, I actually thought seven was really good. Like it was the closest. I felt it was the closest thing to the original trilogy mm-hmm. that that. Uh, that I've seen, and I'm kind of psyched to see where it goes. Uh, where it goes from here, um, you know. As we record this, I'm still mourning the loss of Carrie Fisher and worried about kind of what that means. Obviously, I'm bummed for her family more than anything else, but um, worried about what it means for the for the next trilogy. Yeah, but uh, they finished her work on eight. Yeah. Uh, so, but she was signed on for nine. So was she? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. She was signed on for three three movies. So they're they're back to the drawing board. I know they'll get it figured out. I trust them. In 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 Lucasfilm and in the amazing movie creators, I trust. But um, uh, yeah, no, I'm just psyched about all of it, and it's it's fun to to. You know what excites me is getting to share this with my daughters too. They just they just really love it, and um, it's been something that you know that Sophie and Tess Kilmer and their daddy get to bond over. And uh, um, so, any of your listeners, uh, I hope they get to share that with their their kids. And uh, I invite all of your listeners to come to uh, come come to my district and see all the great sites. Including Sutra and Sun Star Wars shop. <laughs> it's like indoor. How could you say no to that? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Congressman Kilmore, thank yeah, you, you bet, so much. Man. This Thanks. Really, really Thanks. Fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
And that's a wrap, folks. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Representative Derek Kilmer of Washington. Uh, Beltway Banthas is a retro zap podcast, so you can find out more about our podcast and other uh, shows on our network on www.retrozap.com. If you found Representative Derek Kilmer to be interesting, you should get connected with him on Twitter and chat some Star Wars or politics with him. You can find him at Rep Derek. Kilmer, and that's Derek with just a K. You can find me at Stephen underscore Kent 89, and that is Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore K-E-N-T 89. And I look forward to hearing from you as well. The show is at Beltway Banthas, and you can also find us on Facebook. From time to time, we do Facebook Lives, um, you know, little AMAs. Uh, We also do little Facebook Lives on uh, just politics and Star Wars. And if you have any questions, we'll just take them on video. So that is always a lot of fun, and you can connect with us there. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. This has been another episode of Beltway Banthas. We will have a regular scheduled episode coming out next Thursday, so be sure to look out for that by hitting the subscribe button and join the Beltway Banthas family. Thanks so much. Have a nice week.